Hey, welcome to the VR and Chill podcast. I'm your host, Sassafras. Uh, we are one of the only podcasts that cover everything VR chat. Um, so if you could like, subscribe, that would be awesome. Um, today, we're talking about Phantom Sense. Uh, and we got a new... Uh, sorry, I'm messing up your name again, dude. I'm a new guy. What's up, dude? Hey, um, nothing much. Just really happy to be here and uh, really looking forward to this podcast. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, why don't you tell us like what you do? I mean, is it does it have a lot to do with Phantom Sense or Phantom Touch? Oh, it's part of it. So my name's I'm a new guy. I'm a, a virtual hypnotist, helping you to kind of experience virtual reality and other games as well in an entirely new way, using immersive hypnosis. And the way Phantom Touch links into that is because since hypnosis affects all five senses, it can cause things like hallucination, which in the uh, context of virtual reality can also include physical touch. So that being said, hypnosis can help uh, spark that phantom sense, that phantom touch in people from nothing at all. I got some other people here with me today. Ooh, for you, Lemon B. And uh, this cat dude right here who uh, wishes to be anonymous. What's up, guys? What's up? Killing, killing. Yo. <laughs> so do you guys experience Phantom Sense? Minimal. Um, I basically have it mostly in my face, and it's like more of a heat thing. Oh, I was saying, I've used the Quest too, and personally, I've just, I've never felt Phantom Sense. Yeah, and that's... Mm, yeah. With me personally, I've I've have never experienced it either. Not to knock anyone who does like experience it or believe in it. Um, I'm a bit skeptical too. So maybe this podcast will change my mind. Um, when I first got on this game, I heard people talking about this phenomenon and uh, interesting. Like immediately intrigued. I, I used to have like uh, a grandfather who had his leg cut off um, because of diabetes. And he would wake up in the mornings and he would say, like, oh, I still feel my, like, toes wiggle. So I think, I'm not sure, does that, do those two things correlate? Is it the same type of idea? Yeah, that's uh, Phantom Limb Syndrome, which you probably already, already know the name of. But I, I right. can't say scientifically, like, 100%, you know, that it is linked. But from my understanding, from my theory, is that it kind of uses the same neural pathways. That your mind thinks something is there that isn't. And I believe that it is linked on, on, a, on a deep level. Just that there hasn't been really any so, study done into that. Uh, Lemon B, do you have anything to add? I mean, do you experience Phantom Touch? Or Phantom Touch? Um, I, I do, but like it's a, it's a very reduced uh, sense. And it's only from my, from my wrist and up to my hands, really. Uh, also, uh, I ex one time I was sitting in a public lobby with some friends and you know when there's a small mirror you're very punched up you know, and when i was looking in the mirror someone was like tripping their their foot you know just accidentally on my on my leg and i was sort of registering it but i think right. it, uh, but i was also feeling it i don't know if it has something to do with like comfort in my case and like when i'm in comfortable uh situations it's like the mind kind of lets go or something i'm not quite sure like the last episode I wanted to ask some people in public, in the public worlds, um, if they experience this phenomenon. So I went out and I recorded a video, and uh, yeah, we're gonna watch it together and see what other people talk about, like have to say, and then we'll comment on it. So let me just. Uh, All right, Jake. What do you feel up. about Phantom Touch? Yeah, man, I don't really understand this shit. Seems kind of freaking weird, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Phantom Touch.
also known as Phantom Sense. What is this phenomenon? And is it even real? These are the questions that we're going to talk about on today's episode of the podcast. But I thought it'd be a good idea to take my questions to the public world and ask the e-people themselves. What is it? Do you experience it? What do you say to people that don't experience it? Also, can you experience fan touch or fan sense on desktop? These are the questions. Enjoy. Yes, I do. Yes, I have. Yes. 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 Only partially. I do. No. I do in a way, yeah. I do. I really don't know. That's why I asked. Hey, Jake. What the fuck? Hey. Are you feeling that fan <laughs> touch right now? <laughs> Yeah, dude, I can feel it in my keyboard. Me, it's like the way your brain makes you think someone is actually touching you. I have like lucid dreams. In those dreams, I can feel anything, and then I wake up scared or shocked, or I have cold chills. My brain just happens to do that, and as well in VR chat. I have it like in my face. Uh, for me, it's only humanoid avatars. Whenever someone like touches me like here on my avatar, I can feel it. Like it doesn't feel like someone's actually touching you, you just kind of feel a warm. I've been in VR for over a year and I've never experienced it. I mean, I was there. I didn't think it was a real thing. Then, you know, I got a little bit of it. I agree that extreme phantom touch aren't a thing. I don't think that you can experience like your arm being broken if it's not actually being broken. Maybe they just don't have it and they just don't understand. I would say that's tough shit because it, it, it feels hella cool. I've had someone hold a live flame in game over my hand and it's like burned. And I actually have this like little spot on my body where it honestly kind of looks like I got burned. If they're faking it, that's a pretty good fucking fake. <laughs> I touch my mouse and it's just like I'm touching Christine. Oh my god. <laughs> it definitely would be a lot more difficult considering you're not like have a VR headset on and interacting. I, I really don't know. It just doesn't seem like it makes sense, you know? I did when I was a desktop. It was kind of limited though. For me, it would be only places that I could see. On desktop? No. Maybe if they're like on acid or something dog like i doubt it i didn't believe until now <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh -huh. whoa i'm feeling the phantom touch <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god that girl really likes that dog <laughs> mm, well, you know, some people are uh, some people are into that. You know what I mean. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about the video? Uh, obviously, most of you experience fan touch um, or fan sense. What is the right term for this? Is it fan touch or fan sense, or does that they both work? I would I would divide into two things. Phantom sense can encompass all all five senses. It's not just phantom touch that you can feel, but also phantom taste, phantom smell, phantom hearing. And I forget anything else that might that might be. Uh, oh yeah, uh, no, Phantom Sight doesn't really count, but basically encompasses all senses. But Phantom Touch is specifically just the feeling part. All those you can experience in VR, or is it just the handful, like the touch or the sense? Like theoretic, uh, theoretically, all five senses can be manipulated and experienced beyond just what uh, you normally see in virtual reality. And what I mean, so what do you guys think about? people that claim that they can feel phantom sense in desktop this is something that i'm extremely skeptical about because yeah, i've never been playing a game of halo and felt like the bullets are hitting me i think it has something to do with like they want to feel it and 
And if you think about it, you're looking into a screen and if someone's touching the sides of your faces and you're close enough to the screen, you have that point of view where the hands are coming towards you and touching your face. So it, it works. I feel like it works a little bit like that. But when it comes to like, oh, I feel like you touched my arm or something like that. I don't believe it for desktop. I can believe the face. No, if you're like immersed enough and you've spent a lot of time in desktop and you're around someone you're comfortable with, maybe, you know, you could probably see like some part of it. Like the one person in the video said, you know, I think it was, they said their face or uh, things they can see. Um, right. I, I could probably believe that, but you know, probably not the majority of people. So, ooh, you said something uh, interesting. You said some people just want to believe. Do you think that's has anything to do with it? Where maybe their friends experience uh, Phantom Sense in VR or they say they do in desktop? And they want to fit in or they, they, they really just want to, you know, be part of everything. Like they really just want to believe. That's the main thing here. If you ask, like even in your video, the majority of people say that they have like some type of phantom sense in VR right. chat. That's the general uh, consensus that I found when I talk to people about phantom sense. So I think it's just like no one wants to really be left out. So they really want to feel it. So the brain does something. It's kind of the same thing as like a cold chill, like a, like a phantom itch. You know what I mean? You can start talking about an itch and then like you're not itchy at all, but all of a sudden you start itching. But the, oh, the okay. person that was talking about like they they got burned or whatever, uh, like I'm calling complete bullshit on that. Now they are in the works of like haptic suits, like the, the full body haptic suits that have thermal and uh, pressure pads. So like if you're playing a shooting game, right, uh, and you get shot, then uh, wherever it is in the game that you got shot uh, on the haptic suit, it's got like a, a pressure pad that'll like like punch out and just kind of like tap you. Uh, and then they've also got thermal pads where if you get clo close enough to like something that's heat, the, that part of the, the, the suit will start to heat up. So like okay. I think that for Phantom Sense, it's literally all just a placebo effect like uh, all around unless the headset's because it do, it doesn't make sense unless the ha uh, the headsets itself have like uh, some kind of a vibration feature, um, or that um, there's like something actually going on within the headset. So uh, like for me personally, like right now within the headsets that are out and available to the public right now, I just think it's all bullshit. But uh, but I'm not gonna say that a placebo effect couldn't be a thing partaking in that. I think I kind of need to clear the air a little when it comes to this because it's something that actually does affect uh, a certain number of people in VR chat. I'll try not to go into a full-on uh, psychology or hypnosis lecture. Uh, for me personally, yes, I have, felt, I have felt desktop phantom touch before going into VR and it's translated into VR as well. Okay. But for the thing about, about phantom pain, that is actually a very real uh, phenomenon. Um, just like there's a pl placebo effect where someone feels an imagined good feeling, there's also something called the nocebo effect, where you feel a negative effect or pain just because you believe it or because your brain manifests it. So everyone's kind of on a bell curve, essentially. There's some people who may feel very little to no phantom touch, people who feel varying effects like you guys, you're probably more in the middle. And then there's some, there's a very small amount of people, 10 to 5 to 1% of people who can feel things extremely vividly and that includes phantom pain which is something i want to help people out and kind of just help people understand because when people will say i have phantom touch and then someone takes out a knife and then jabs that person if that person is 
sensitive enough, they can actually feel that pain. And I think that's something that's just not well understood enough, and it's led to, you know, some people getting hurt, actually. Not physically hurt, it's not like they're actually getting stabbed, but the 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 uh, mind's pain receptors do light up in the exact same way as if they were stabbed, essentially. So it does it's actually cause the the mental pain. Like, in that kind of an aspect, though, like, they would have to physically see it for their brain to process it. Those type of people, wouldn't they experience this in real life, too? They'll be more susceptible to in real life, too? I know me personally, if I, I... And I don't know if this has anything to do with, like, Phantom Sense or Phantom Pain. But if I'm watching a horror movie and someone gets their gut spilled out, my stomach hurts a little bit. We use mirror neurons to understand how other people feel. Like, when you... When someone's crying, you're feeling sad because they're, because they're sad. That's your mirror neurons light, lighting up. In the same way you see someone's gut spill out, and you, you feel that gut pain or gut discomfort, that's because you're relating to them on that physiological level. That What you're seeing is translating into those mirror neurons, translating to how you feel in your own body. Isn't it something like <laughs> that um, like you can feel a certain percentage of something when you're just observing it in someone else? Yeah, like, like some... Again, for the vast majority of people, I would say they're not majorly affected they might feel discomfort they might feel some of the emotions but again it's, it's that 10 to 5 to 1 percent of people who are very very sensitive that if they get in tuned enough with what they're seeing or with what they're experiencing that 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 feeling can translate directly to them and that's what's happening in vr chat as well when they experience that pain oh, so that's like along along the lines of like an emotional bond yes it's because some people are just that highly empathetic they have more sensitive mirror neurons or otherwise, just, their brain is just wired that way to accept the kind of feeling. Yeah, I can say why like like some people are skeptical. Some people just don't understand because again, that what the, what those people experience that ten five one percent it's not what everyone everyone experiences. Everyone experiences more on a bell curve. But I think it's just important to important for everybody to know that that is a real thing. So if someone says they have really strong phantom touch, please don't you know abuse them because that's, that's a pain that they right. can actually feel and i don't think it's healthy for vr chat if they're driven out of the game because of that well i mean i've seen it in in uh, other worlds where someone will say this and then everyone messes with them because they're like oh can you feel that can you feel that and i mean i think everyone's probably seen that at least once yeah yeah i hear i hear it too many times it's just crazy the the, the power of the brain the brain can do some really crazy stuff. And I will say, when I first got into VR, it was a very strange experience. You know what I mean? I think everyone has that moment when they first get into VR. They're like, oh my god, this is this is pretty incredible. Like it's, it's a new frontier. It's a new technology. It's, it, I mean, I, I'm sure like some of the people that sell these headsets have had problems. Like, how do you market this and, and uh, put it in an advertisement of like the experience that you're going to get when you put that headset on. It, it, it's quite difficult. I, I will say when I when I did get in this game, like when people would get really close to me, I, I would feel a little weird. And I like I've had moments where like someone will touch my leg and it it's like a weird brain signal almost. It's like a little tickle, like a little. It's very hard to explain, but that once I got used to VR, it kind of just faded away. So I don't know if that's Phantom Sense. But no, that 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 is that is Phantom Touch, or at least like a percentage of it or, or type of it. Yeah, and what you guys were actually saying here kind of falls under what I call like the main categories of, of Phantom Touch. If you if you're fine with me, kind of just going a little bit on a on a go for it, man, do it. Everyone's kind of on that continuum again, like that bell curve where you feel no Phantom Touch, feel a little, feel more, you feel very close to real life, and then those special people 
we can feel one-to-one. -one. They feel the pain, they feel the gain, everything, everything in between. But for most people, they can't feel the entire spectrum. It's very, it's, it takes a lot of practice, it takes a lot of effort to get to the level. But what most people feel are what are called the main categories. This warmth type phantom touch, where you feel temperature. Usually your face or different body part heats up in response. There's tingle type phantom touch, which is linked to ASMR, where you might feel a tingling sensation. Usually that's more around the face, facial area, but can be other areas as well. There's right. pressure type phantom touch, where you feel a pressing sensation into your body. And then what you described for yourself, I think that's more presence type, type phantom touch. It's like when you feel someone standing in front of your face, you're like, whoa, you're, you're all in my face, like IRL. But that translates also into virtual reality as well. You feel the presence of things near your body or, or in front of you. So those are the four main categories, essentially, of phantom touch that most people manifest. Uh, for the ASMR thing, um, that was actually linked to frequencies. There's entire, like, uh, a whole section mm -hmm. on, like, YouTube on this. If you hit a certain frequency, which is what, like, ASMR is, like, more known for. So I think that's, like, more closely for, like, the ASMR thing is, like, it's a frequency thing that you were talking about for, like, the tingling. Then it is more so of, like, actually seeing the person, like, do whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like... I mean, what do you mean by okay. frequency? Like, sound. Right? Like, the... Like, like audio like, frequency. Like, yeah, okay, audio yeah. frequency. Yeah. Um, ASMR, like, the, the way it's supposed to work... Um, for it to give you those kind of different sounds is because along with those frequencies everybody's got it like kind of instilled in their brain unless it's a new sound that hasn't been like felt or experienced personally let's say someone takes like a, a comb and they're pulling all of the the pricks back and releasing them on the comb you, you can kind of like correlate that sound and what it would feel like because generally just about everybody out there has rubbed a comb against them whether they're brushing their hair or rubbed it against their arm or whatever so like the the brain retains that that feeling even if you don't realize it subconsciously and when it gets to that kind of frequency on those types of sounds it your your brain reprocesses that that feeling and that's what makes your body feel that for me i feel it in two different ways and one like i said i feel it mostly in my face and it comes as heat I think it's just like I get so immersed into the game I don't really feel the heat that's coming off of like my headset and stuff like that so when someone okay. reaches to touch like my cheek I can I zoom into like what my body's actually feeling and it kind of correlates to like what they're doing to my face like if something's like in my nose, I can feel it as heat because I have a lot of heat right there from, um, you know, from having the heat from the headset. And then I mean, the second sense. way, yeah. if I'm standing in a mirror and let's say someone's rubbing my sides, that's a very sensitive spot for me in real life, but I don't really feel it. I, what I see is, excuse me for correlating this. It's like watching porn for me. Um, okay. It's like, I don't feel what I'm watching, but I put myself into that spot and it like kind of turns me on. And that's how my body reacts. Right. If that makes sense. I think that makes sense. What do you guys think? She, I think yeah. it's an immersion thing. Literally immersion is actually one of the main mechanics of, of Phantom Touch. I would actually, I would actually argue that for people who are not the top 5%, 
that if you're not immersed, it will be very, very hard for you to experience Phantom Touch. Immersion really is almost equals Phantom Touch in the vast majority of cases. So when when you like literally when she's like describing the act of getting immersed and kind of just letting herself experience those feelings, that literally, literally is how you get yourself to feel Phantom Touch, or at least one of the ways you can get yourself feel Phantom Touch. I mean, I've had moments where I went to go like pat someone on the back. And like the lack of of stop like nothing there, you know what I mean? Kind of like freaked me out, and I was like so immersed that I went to go like pat someone on the back, and it just it freaked me out that it, there was nothing there. I could just put my hand through them. I mean, immersion probably does play a huge role into this. The last episode we talked about drinking in VR chat. I mean, does you know alcohol or drugs? I mean, that could get you more immersed, and do people feel more like uh, could that help with fan sense? Anything that heightens your senses, like um like molly anything that you could consider a love drug because it heightens your senses you know what i mean you're like you're more susceptible to feeling uh, or wh whatever you feel it's like much more intense it seems like it would depend on the individual no like on what works for them i mean it, I it know, could though. be but like that the but that's like the kind of like the whole basis of like some of those drugs which you're right everything affects everybody differently for example uh some people like uh, relax when they're smoking you know smoking weed and something like that or, or some people right. like their mind race right so it's i mean that like is a good completely point. different yeah. effects completely different effects and it's the same with coke for a lot of people or like um alcohol is a good uh, one too it's like it affects people very very differently so like the way you connect it and then when you you're doing it and then you hop in VR, that's going to be completely different for two people. Or it might be different for two people, so. For like marijuana, for me personally, like there is multiple types of marijuana and strains that hmm. affect, will affect you differently. Like you, like sativa and indica. There's also that actually, more sleepy yeah, that's and a... sativa, you know, so like you got to include those factors when you're, when you're saying that. But like for it the also drinking. It depends on your state um, of mind beforehand also, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like for drinking, oh yeah, okay. um, generally it depends on mood. You know what I mean? Like if you're in a pissy mood mm. and you start drinking, mm. you're more than likely gonna have more of a an angry uh, reaction to it. You know what I mean? Because like one, you're already upset. Yeah. Two, it's a depressant or, or alcohol is a depressant. If you're around a group of people, not so much, um, because like everybody can help keep the vibe up. But um, if you're by yourself and you're going to get in your fill-ins or whatever, or if you don't have no one around, you know, you're going to start thinking back on, like, different things. Like, or at least for the people that I know, and me, myself included, um, that's how it affects me. Your question was, how how do how does drinking alcohol, drugs affect Phantom Touch, right? Uh, I could probably just give a really simple answer. It depends on how much you take. If it's anything similar to how when you're affected by hypnosis, if you're taking a drug that inhib that affects your inhibitions, or otherwise the mental barriers that you have. Taking a lighter amount where you're able to get more immersed and going back to that immersion is probably gonna have a beneficial effect on Phantom Touch, on Phantom Sense. But if you're taking so much that you're basically in your own experience of, damn, you're on drugs, you're you're throwing up on the floor. I don't think you're exactly busy getting Phantom Touch or getting immersed. You're busy uh, coughing your guts up or, you know, rolling on the floor dying. So it's, it's kind of unexpected. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There, yeah, there, there's a range where it might help. Can't guarantee because I haven't really done tests on that. And there's definitely right. a range where if you're taking too much Molly, taking too much alcohol, that it's probably going to hurt your ability to actually experience Phantom Touch, period. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about is ERP. So I know that with some people, Phantom Sense and Phantom Touch can kind of like play a role in ERP. 
and I don't want to go too in-depth on it because, I mean, we're going to have an episode on that specific topic uh, on a later date. What do you guys think about ERP and Phantom Touch? Uh, um, a lot of people come to, come to me looking forward to help with Phantom Touch, and I don't think all of it is just, you know, fun cuddles and snuggles, so... Okay. I'll kind of leave that there out. <laughs> I mean, it is just more enjoyable if you can actually feel it, right? So it would kind of make sense, um, for sure. So right? th there um, is people out there that can feel it on their, you know, their special places. That's that's a thing. Oh, I would, I would, yeah. I'd imagine <laughs> that. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the VR and Chill podcast. We can talk about anything. What do you think, Uwe? I think it comes down to because I haven't experienced it myself. Like back to what I was saying, like putting yourself into what your avatar is doing and being in that mindset. Yeah, I would say like serotonin probably like also has play in that because like yeah, what? obviously if you're already in the mood, you know what I mean. The very first time I experienced Phantom Touch was when I was cuddling with someone. That was the very first time and it kind of shocked me it was only on my very fingertips at that point second time i felt it on the on the side of the leg uh, that was also just like not not necessarily being immersed but just being comfortable enough i kind of want to kind of posit a question if are you guys interested in kind of learning the 101 on how how to build phantom touch on how to gain phantom touch yeah Hell that's yeah, what sure. i was just about to say i kind of want to see what you can do <laughs> there are some general advice i like to give to everybody and i should plan on making a video about this so number one is immersion. Again, that, that part is important. Whatever you can do to lose yourself in the situation and just forget everything else in the room around you is going to help. One way, again, is jumping in VR chat for as long as possible or in VR as long as possible. I don't know if you guys ever experienced taking off your headset, you wonder if you're still in VR chat. Like if you're getting to that point, then it's more like, more likely going to help. The second way to immerse yourself is active immersion. Instead of just passively experiencing kind of, uh, VR chat, is to treat the world around you as if it's real life. The more you respect this table, this chair, everything else around you, the more and more you do that. If you're doing something like this, you're facing your hand through that, and your mind's like, this is not happening in real life, because can you do that in real life? No, you right. can't. No. So the, so the more you treat everybody else's avatar, every single object, having weight, having feeling, having texture, and really immersing yourself in that, that's another, another great way to, to, again, break down those barriers here in your mind. Just practicing having someone else while you're in that immersed state of mind, just touching you and trying to bring out that feeling as much as possible. And the last, last uh, method is using hypnosis. Hypnosis can directly tap into those nervous systems, into those psychological systems in your mind to activate phantom touch. So those are like the th three main methods. Immersion, active practice with, with touch, and hypnosis. Actually, on that hypnosis yeah. part, I, I met a friend in, uh, in a random public world who said he got hypnotized and ever since then, his phantom sense, he couldn't turn it off at all. And he could also feel phantom pain. Like, how real is that? Can you just can can oh, you just turn it on in someone? Yeah, can you just flick real. a switch? Your friend was already in that five to ten percent. For those people, phantom touch can be as easy as just flicking on a mental switch, and bam, they can feel phantom touch. They can feel phantom pain. Right. But for a vast majority of people, I would say it's more like having a hundred switches or a thousand switches and turning uh, all those on one by one. So, like, so you, when you right. first experience it, you turned on the first switch. 
but now it's gone down to your hand. You've turned on like say five more switches for each for each uh, single finger. In your friend's unfortunate case, not control it. It's kind of funny you mention it because they also, the fingers also came one by one. It wasn't just one that like every every ten at a time. It was like kind yeah, of funny. Yeah, it's, it's a natural growth. Actually, really, really uh, kind of like fun, fascinating fact, and something that might encourage you all who want to grow your Phantom Touch is that there's almost nothing actually special between you and someone who feels it just like they have a haptic haptic suit, just like someone who feels a Phantom Pain. The only difference between you and those people is the number of nervous connections between what you see and what you feel. They just have more, and just more bunched, bunched close together. Because even though the mind can be very different, there's some things that remain constant. The more connections you build up, and the more consistent and more permanent they get, the closer and closer you are to becoming just like those people. Well, it's just a bit like LinkedIn then. You know, you sort of slowly build out that network, you know? Just, just physically? Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. And that's exactly what you've what you've been doing from the first finger all the way to all five fingers. You've just built a few right. more connections, made them a little bit stronger. That even goes for you too, Sasfras. <laughs> that's interesting. I was wondering, could you try to hypnotize someone for like the the end part of the podcast? I think that would be pretty dope. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I won't do a, a fan touch one. I I I keep those for uh, personal sessions. But if you guys just want to okay. experience a very basic hypnosis, something for. Kind of just basic focus, basic relaxation. And the more that you do these kind of things, this can also help with Phantom Touch. Because if you ever choose to do hypnosis, a hypnosis method, Phantom Touch in the future, any practice that you have getting hypnotized can also lead, can also tie into that, can also benefit you. So for anyone who's listening, for anyone who's paying attention, all it requires for you to be hypnotized is an open mind and the ability to listen along with very simple instructions. Making sure that you can hear me clearly with headphones on for the best listening experience and making sure that you're in a time and place where you can safely relax. For some people who are very sensitive, you might end up sitting, falling backwards or slumping over. So making sure you're physically, physically secure also helps. And you do not have to be hypnotized if you do not want to be. Nor can you be hypnotized if you don't want to be. Hypnosis is not a dominant activity. It is a cooperative one. All I'm doing is acting as a guide for you into your own subconscious. You hold all the controls. And at any point, at any time, if I say something that makes you feel uncomfortable, something that pushes your boundaries, something that you perceive to be harmful to yourself, you can always wake up, you can always snap back at any point, at any time. Because hypnosis is not sleep. It's a hyper-focused, hyper-attentive state of mind where na- everything else naturally fades away. And because you're always awake, you're always aware. And because you're always aware, you always know what I'm saying. Because you always know what I'm saying, you can always choose to say, in your heart of hearts, yes or no. So, if your answer to the, if your um, answer to you want to be hypnotized is yes, you just follow along just simply right now. Just get comfortable. Just focus on anywhere that captures your attention and take a nice big deep breath all the way in and then slowly slower all the way out and again breathing all the way in filling up to the top topping off those lungs and then slowly slower on the way out all the way out doing great one last time breathing all the way in 
filling up to the top, all the way to the top, like a balloon, popping it slowly, slowly, all the way out, deflating completely to a flat stop. And you can just take those nice, deep, even breaths at your own comfortable, deafened pace. And you can just notice as you're listening, that you can just feel your chest, feel your lungs, how relaxed they get when you let out the tension. Because when you breathe in, it fills up the lungs, presses against your ribcage, tension. When you breathe out, loosens, relaxes. The more you relax, naturally, the better you feel. And naturally, the better you feel, the more closely you can listen. The more closely you listen, the more powerfully you can focus on my voice, on whatever you're gazing at right now. You're doing absolutely great and absolutely fantastic. Just think about all those times where you had a nice daydream, where you felt in the zone, when you were so immersed in the activity, that movie, that video game, that book, that conversation with that person you really like, and everything else in the world faded away. Just bring up that feeling as much as possible, but even stronger than before. And just take another nice, big, deep breath all the way in. And then slowly, slower, all the way out. Just starting to slowly, slowly, slowly. Start to close your eyes if you haven't already. Only as fast as you allow yourself right now. Relax even deeper. To feel even better. To listen even more closely. To focus even harder on the sound of my voice. On the countdown from five down to one. Each and every single step of the way. Just feel the place in your body that has the most tension. Just relax it. It's the opposite of gripping. It's the opposite of gritting. Just relax it. When I say the word sleep. It doesn't mean to fall asleep. It doesn't mean to go unconscious. It doesn't mean to lose control. All it means is that you can give yourself permission. Close your eyes as you're drifting off to sleep while maintaining a nice, tight focus on the sound of my voice. Like there's a laser going from between your eyes straight to the tip of my tongue. Five, relaxing. Four, breathing. Three, listening. Two, Closer, one, and sleep. Relaxing all the way down deep. Deeper and deeper and deep. And if you're in a place and time to can physically do so, you can just relax, loosen, limp your entire body. From the top of your head down to the tips of your toes. Just like a puppet getting its strings cut. To the point where if I were to put your pen in your hand, a pencil in your hand, it would just fall through. That's loose. Just let gravity do all the work. Drifting, dreaming, loading, flying. To a very nice place. And you're there. This is your most powerful state of mind. Where almost absolutely anything can happen. And because it belongs solely to you. Again, if I were to say something that rubs you the wrong way, that makes you feel uncomfortable. You can naturally, automatically, powerfully wake up at any point at any time. But so as long as everything I'm saying is good, happy, fun, helpful, positive, useful to you, 
You can let my words sink all the way in, all the way deep, into the depths of your mind, just like a rock thrown into the middle of a lake, bubbling all the way down to the bottom of the lake. And you're doing just great, absolutely fantastic. And just know that while you're listening, the hypnosis is a skill like any other. That each and every single time that you listen, that you focus, you accept these suggestions. Whether you're watching my videos, watch my stream, listen to MP3, each and every single time, you can go down twice as fast, twice as deep, into this naturally relaxed, focused state of mind. Deeper and faster, each and every single time, I say that word, sleep. You're doing absolutely great and absolutely fantastic. Again, you might notice that I am not asleep. I am not unconscious. That is correct. You are focused. You're relaxed. Relaxing your body. All those places. Just let loose. You're safe and you can be comfortable right now. On the count of five, I'm going to have you do is just wake up on the count of five. In each and every single step of the way, at a count of just follow along very close. The higher you wake up, the deeper my words can sink down. One, just imagine, visualize, see, hear, feel, touch all the energy in the room around you bright, white, warm, tingly. It could be imperceptible. Just imagine visualizing something surging into your body. Two, just letting that surge, energy rising, white, warm, tingly feeling, pasting all the way up your legs into your chest. Three, taking a nice big deep, deep breath all the way in, and then slowly all the way out. Just feeling a nice, fresh breath of air, oxygen flowing through your body to the top of your head, to the tips of your toes, mixing with that energy. And four, when you wake up on the count of five, you can almost just imagine, just feel, just for a second, almost like you had a three hours nap, six hours sleep, nine hours massage at the salon. The count of five. One, two, three, four, and five. All the way up. Open your eyes. Wakey, wakey. Yo, I wish uh, you would have done that to me before the episode started. I feel pretty damn relaxed. <laughs> kind of felt like guided meditation almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's essentially the same type of uh, concept, right? Yeah. Guided meditation is hypnosis. Though hypnosis can encompass a lot more than just meditation. What do you think, Ubu? Shit. <laughs> no, I feel nice. really relaxed. That was nice. That was nice. I like that. That's cool. Um, crap. I'm kind of. I don't know what to say. I'm like really relaxed. I went somewhere else, <laughs> and now I gotta bring myself back to the podcast room. Oh, but just in case. Wake up. Wake up. All the way up. Fill <laughs> yeah. rim of energy for anyone listening. Wake up. Wake up. There we go. Just in case. <laughs> Thank you for having I can't me on. Think right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm having a little bit of problem jumping cool. back. That's weird. I want to thank you for coming on the podcast, man. You're awesome. You're really good at explaining things. If anyone who is interested in uh, a new guy, 
and like his work and what he does uh do you mind if i put your uh, discord link in my video on youtube yeah no go ahead go ahead and youtube is the same same as the name as well all right cool yeah, yeah yeah i'll put that link in as well um so yeah this has been the vr and chill podcast thank you for watching and uh, i'll catch you on the next one see ya thanks for having me vr and chill emphasis <laughs> on the chill yeah <laughs>